Welcome to episode number 48 of Off the Shelf. Rock of ages, clear for me, let me hide myself in thee. Hi, my name is Rod Bergen, and I want to welcome you to this week's episode of the Off the Shelf podcast. Off the Shelf is now being heard in over 138 countries, and we are really glad that you could join us. The aim of Off the Shelf is to help people know what it means to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. The podcast is primarily directed at followers of the message of William Branham and former followers like ourselves. So I want to welcome Andrew Loza to Off the Shelf. Uh, really happy to have you on uh, Off the Shelf with us, Andrew. Welcome. Thanks, Rod. Thanks for having me. I've been listening to all the podcasts, and they, they get better and better. <laughs> well, hopefully we go to a new level with you here. <laughs> for our listeners, Andrew grew up in the message in Arizona, and he emailed me a couple of weeks ago regarding some things that he thought would be of interest to you, our listeners, and rather than simply have me relate them to you, I thought it would be worthwhile to hear directly from Andrew. Now, I should add that Andrew and I have been connected on Facebook for a while, and I've been really impressed with his clear thinking. It's probably because he was a police detective for over 10 years, and being able to think clearly and use deductive reasoning is critical to that job. Andrew, what was it like growing up in the message? Well, as a young child, I. I thought it was really interesting. I felt, you know, really good about it. We felt like we knew all the mysteries. And I went to Tucson Tabernacle for eight years. But during this time, I went to the Spanish Tabernacle, which later became Golden Dawn. And that was uh, got pretty strict after about 1977. I noticed that when people were leaving, they started doing uh, people out from under the blood, things like that. And we basically were cutting off ties with pretty much every church. Once a year, we'd have a new church that we had cut out. It was pretty weird. You know, when you're young, you wonder why you don't talk to people from another church anymore. I certainly know that we started hearing rumors. Things were getting a little little weird. We'd been down to uh, Isaac Noriega's church, uh, the pastor there, and things were really good. And then all of a sudden, we started hearing strange things, and it got weirder and weirder. And you got out at some point in time, right? Yeah, I was uh, born in the message, and uh, about 2010, I ran into uh, John Kena's website, and uh, things kind of went downhill from there. Um, I, I believed the, the message 100%. I believed him to be Malachi 4. I believed him to be the seventh angel messenger. And, I, and there was nothing wacky about it. I, you know, I knew he, he had faults. I knew there were sins, uh, just like any man. But when it came to him preaching the word, wow, I just I believed that he— Everything was correct, and it lined up with what God said. Um, 2010, I was looking on the websites that were about William Branham. I saw nothing but positive, and I just started looking at, you know, the secular websites, and they all said, you know, he was a good faith healer and stuff like that. 
And then I stumbled on John Keenan's website. Caught me by surprise. I don't think I've ever checked any discrepancies had I not just stumbled on it. Um, I started to read about the cloud, the seven church ages. And then he had a pager that just uh, compared quotes from William Brannon from 1947 to 65. Things didn't line up. Uh, progressive revelation, lies, whatever you want to call them. But uh, after about a week or so of just reading almost 24 hours a day, I read the website over <laughs> and over. Yeah, I know the feeling. And yeah, and I even went back to the Voice of God websites and I, I heard it straight from uh, William Branham. And I, at that point, I knew I was no longer in the message, Rod. And it was, uh, it was shocking. So was there any particular trigger? I think my trigger was with this, the church ages, learnt, seeing that they didn't line up. There was people that weren't even born yeah. during the church ages. That was the big one. And then the cloud discrepancy, he was never under the cloud. So what's the most profound thing you've come to realize since you've left the message? Well, Rod, the, the love that Jesus has for us as people, as individuals. You know, in the message, there was always condemnations. You know, I felt like I didn't do something right, or I felt better because I was doing things right. Yeah. And I've come to realize that Jesus, he loves us no matter what we do good or no we do wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's just the love that Jesus has for us as people, Rod. Yeah, and I I think I may play a, a song. There's there's a song that, uh, by Mercy Me, that I've really got to love, which is, uh, you know, on my worst day, Jesus doesn't love me less. That's true. Right? It's just he's, his love for us is the same all the time. I love him, and I want to serve him. And when I mess up, he he's not there with a big stick to... Uh, you know, as William Branham said, kill your wife and daughter, right? Just doesn't make any sense. So what's your current view of the message? I would like for people that are still in the message to realize that it's a barrier. It's all about a relationship between you and Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, he tore the veil. What it symbolizes is that there's no longer a holy of holiest. It's a relationship with you and him, you and him alone for all time. Exactly. Before there was, you know, Pharisees, high priests. And William Brandon became our high priest. And looking back, I, I, I hurt for these people that are still there, and they have this barrier between them and Jesus. So what's your view of those who are still in the message? You know, there, there is Christians, genuine Christians in the message. I got a lot of family members. My, I come from a large family, and I believe they're Christians, but they're just afraid to research they don't want to listen. They don't, I've talked to them humbly. I've talked to them several times, and they're just like most message followers. They, they're doing it because they're scared. Yeah. Question, because for some reason, took off our thinking caps when it comes to William Branham. I, I agree with you, although I think it really depends on what your core beliefs are in the message. There are people in the message who clearly aren't Christians. There are people in the message who deny the followers of Lee Vale, for example, who deny Jesus Christ's deity. There are other people in the message who exalt William Branham's word uh, above the Bible. And I would say this is most of the people. And what's the, what's the result of that? I don't know, but it's really scary. Yeah. And, and there's, a lot, so there, there's a lot of my family members and people that I know in the message, they don't really know much about it. They just believe it. And you ask them any questions about any of these things, and they don't know nothing about it. They don't even want to discuss it. That is pretty scary. So, Andrew... Let's talk ab about the message you sent me. I guess the basic starting of it was that you mentioned that whenever you're discussing things with message believers, it almost always comes down to them going around in circles, 
because they get stuck on, it's the word for the hour, it's the token for this age, it's the atonement for this age. Now, it's very clear that they get this directly from William Branham. And here's a quote that illustrates this. The anointed word of God being vindicated before any man that's born to be a son of God with the predestinated germ into him for this hour, he'll seek God's message as sure as the God of heaven. Martin Luther saw it for his, Wesley saw it for his, the Pentecostal saw it for his. Now, what about you? They went into denomination. Here's the word condemning it. Tell you what we're to have today and just exactly Malachi 4 and all these other promises for the hour. What do you see? What are you looking at? Amen. There we are. The real genuine eagle shirt. My sheep know my voice. The strange will not follow. It's clear that William Branham is saying that if people didn't believe him, if the people don't believe him, that they would be condemned. So salvation can only come through believing what William Branham said by believing William Branham. And this is illustrated in a couple of excerpts from a series of Chad Lamb, the message pastor of Believers Christian Fellowship in Lyme, Ohio, which, and I don't know how you did this, Andrew, to have the stomach to go through all these sermons, but it's it's pretty painful listening to this stuff. (laughs) No, I was going to say, it's a whole series on the seven seals and i would like to hear him say what they were and he never does it just it's all circular reasoning yeah that's exactly right and i want to play this excerpt from chad lamb's september 27 2017 sermon and when you come and make your choice and accept the true atonement the word that's always been the atonement in every age has always been the word for that age Here's another excerpt from a sermon of Chad Lamb's dated October the 8th, 2017. This is pretty important. Because this is guarding the mercy seat. This voice in the bride, she can only be the voice if she's speaking the pure word. If she's not speaking the pure word, she cannot be the voice of God. She cannot be God's mouthpiece, but if she'll say what the prophet says and say what the tapes say, amen, she'll stay true to the word, then she is the voice of God in this age, amen, and she is keeping the way to the tree of life. Do you realize that if your voices are stopped today, then there's nobody else going to find their way to the tree of life. There's nobody else can find their way to the mercy seat because there's got to be a people, amen, of the eagle tribe, of the tribe of Dan that's in position in the last day that everyone would give their lives to keep the way of the tree of life pure. Andrew, I really want to thank you for bringing this to the attention of our listeners. But before I comment on it, and I do have some comments. I'd like to provide you with an opportunity to to give us your thoughts on what Chad Lamb had to say. Well, if I read the Bible out of Matthew 5, 17, Jesus says that he came to abolish, not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Exactly. And if you look at John 10, 30, he says, and he comes and he fulfills all the works of his father that were given to him. Uh, He came fully man, sinless, blameless, dies on the cross, completing all the works necessary for you and I. Yeah. And I look at it as Jesus 2,000 years ago that died on the cross. He's the same Jesus of 2018. Nothing has changed. He completed everything. Complete means done. So if he'd done the work, we just got to love him and follow him. We don't need 
messengers, ages, end time messages, and it's we're in the age of Jesus age. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're going to get into a discussion of the whole church age doctrine and why it's completely a false teaching. But getting back to this issue of the word for your day, starting in 1964, William Brandon began teaching that the evidence of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life was that they received the word for the age in which they lived. And, and this was his way of saying that if you didn't believe what William Branham taught and believed him to be a prophet of God, you didn't have the Holy Spirit. Here's a quote. Now, that's no evidence of the Holy Ghost. See, you can't rely upon that. You can't rely upon the fruit of the Spirit because the first fruit of the Spirit is love and the Christian science exercise more love than anybody I know of and they even deny Jesus Christ being divine. See? There's only one evidence of the Holy Spirit that I know of. And that is a genuine faith in the promised word of the hour. But the Bible tells us something entirely different. Paul says in Ephesians 1.13, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. And Peter says in 2 Peter 1.3, we read this, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So, if he has given me and you everything that we need to live a godly life, why do we need William Branham? I don't. Correct. In fact, honestly, I think this teaching is nothing short of heresy. And as you said, there are some people in the message that are Christians. But I also think that the numbers are getting fewer and fewer as we see hundreds coming out. The problem with Jesus plus Branham equals salvation is that over time, the Branham part of the equation grows and Jesus diminishes. But we know that God is not going to share his glory with anyone. And if you put the words of William Branham on par or equal to the Bible, which is what the majority of message followers do, the conclusion is simple. I think you're in a cult. The proper equation is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Correct. Very true. Um, William Branham said in 64 that, and, and this is what I'm quoting, the word in the days of the apostle does not work in this day. I'll say that again. The word in the days of the apostles does not work in this day. Yeah, it's bizarre. You, you tell that to any normal Christian, and they're going to realize that's heresy. In Galatians 1.7, he says, this is Paul, there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if an angel from heaven should preach to a gospel contrary to the one we preach to, let him be accursed. William Branham clearly is not teaching what Paul taught. You go back into the book of Jude, he says, Although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to saints. And that's just letting us know that the work was completed. Yeah. By pointing away from the work of Christ, William Brown, he distorted the gospel. And there's no room for that. There's no room for the message. It's like I like the way you say that Jesus... Plus anything equals nothing. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 dangerous. It may seem harmless when uh, 
you talk to a message believer and they and they don't want to think that little discrepancies are are that bad but there's no room for that and that's a conundrum that you re, you run into if you're a message believer that there's many things that don't line up with scripture yeah exactly and of course then we were told by message pastors to put them on the shelf and that's what we're doing on this podcast is hauling everything down off the shelf and taking a look at it in light of scripture now one final point andrew before we go to the doctrine of the church ages in the last quote of chad lamb he makes reference to the tribe of dan and the eagle now since i've left the message i've become very suspect of william Branham's use of the eagle correct and in fact on a prior podcast we dealt with the fact the fact that the bible does not type the eagle to a prophet it's just not in the bible so where does chad lamb get his reference to the tribe of dan and the eagle uh, here's a quote from william Branham. now anybody's ever read the bible know what dan number was or what dan oh i mean what the, yeah what dan was is He's an eagle, that's right. He was an eagle. Somebody can read the Bible. He was an eagle. So William Branham says, anybody that's ever read the Bible, well, that's me, for one, and I did know that Dan was a standard bearer, so I thought I'd check the reference a little more closely, and guess what? There is no reference to the standard that Dan carried being an eagle. So where did William Branham get this from? He said it was in the Bible, but it's not there. Now, I, I expect he read somewhere from someone surmising that the beasts of Ezekiel 1 and Revelation 4 were also the standards of the four groups of the tribes. That's a leap. But one thing is clear. William Branham did not get it from the Bible as he said he did. And this is another clear example of William Branham making claims of things in Scripture that simply aren't there. And then message people run off with this stuff. And I bet you, if you ask them, so where is it in the Bible? They say, oh, yeah, it's there. And then when they go to find it, they can't. So, Andrew, let's uh, talk about the church age doctrine. Well, when I look into it, that was the first thing that I noticed was there was no such thing as church ages in the Bible. There was only the seven churches of Asia Minor, period. Yep, that's right. There was no word ages anywhere, and that shocked me how I could see <laughs> something in plain view and all these years think that it was there. Um, and I like the way you worded it in uh, your Believe the Sign uh, website when you talk about the church ages. And people should go read that, by the way, and it has all the discrepancies in there. The word ages, you, you, you said it's a small word, but it's harmless enough. And it's extra. We'll put a link up on the website, uh, which can take people to that page directly. But you're right. It's a small word, but it doesn't exist in the Bible. And people make, it, and this is what's called confirmation bias. So what you think in your mind, you're going to be looking for things that confirms what you believe, but you don't look for things that go against what you believe. That's just human nature. And that's just the way our minds work. We try to keep our podcast to a half an hour or less, so we will bring this week's episode to a close. But please, come back next week for the continuation of our interview with Andrew Loza. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to go to our website at offtheshelf.life. There is a comment section at the bottom of every episode's webpage. Or you are welcome to send an email to rod at offtheshelf.life. Have a great week and thanks for listening. Rock of
clear for me. 